Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Greetings, Neanderthals. Nice to be with you this evening, filling in for the great one it is, Ben Ferguson, and, uh, we got 50 days. Can you believe it? You survived at 50 days. Pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. Where are we at 50 days into the Biden administration? I'll give you a quick recap. We got a border crisis that he refuses to ask or, or answer any questions about. We have gasoline prices that are skyrocketing. That's part of his plan, by the way, to force you into getting in one of those little electric cars and putting some solar panels on your house and forcing you into companies like Solyndra. That's all designed to actually hurt you on purpose so that you'll be forced to save the world. We got unemployment rates that are pretty much stagnant. That's not where you want to be unless you're a Democrat because, hey, the more people that are dependent on you, the more people that vote for you. I'm telling you, Jesse Jackson knew something when he said Joe Biden or Barack Obama, I should say, was a food stamp president. It was an honor to be one. He got it. I wish I would have realized what he was saying at that point in life, which is, You get a bunch of people dependent on you for their livelihood, for their food, for their housing, for their water. The list goes on and on. Paying their bills, they'll never not vote for you. We got opioid deaths rising in this country because we've decided to legalize drugs in so many states. And also because some people are depressed because they're sitting at home and they got nothing else to do but to start doing drugs. We also got it back into some Middle Eastern wars with Syria because that's good for the Democrats, right? Look over there, not what we're doing in America. And then you look at the reality of where we are just with what is important to us and what's not important to us under the Biden administration. Schools and churches, they're the devil. That's right. Schools and churches cannot be open. They must remain closed. And we're not going to open them up because we know they're all super spreaders. Meanwhile, we're not allowing for checking of the people coming across the border illegally to even see if they have COVID-19. Nope, no reason to check them. Oh, and we got more kids in cages than ever before. The cages that Joe Biden and Barack Obama built, the evil cages that were Donald Trump's fault that Biden and Obama built, we're now using them again. And we got more kids in cages now than ever before. And we also just passed a COVID relief bill, which we made sure there's a whole bunch of money that only goes to African-American farmers Because the white farmers, they're evil and they deserve to go under. Welcome to the first 50 days in the Biden administration. But don't worry. There is hope, my friends. There is hope on the horizon because we finally saw Joe Biden come down that long hall at the White House on that red carpet with all those flags of all those states they put up to make sure that you know that Joe Biden's there to help you. And you're going to get a check. It's in the mail this weekend. Stimulus payments are beginning this weekend, and you should be excited. You want to know why? Because Joe Biden decided to give you nine cents out of every dollar of government waste in the name of COVID. Think about how warped this is. 
For every dollar in the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, as they put it, you little Neanderthals of America get nine cents of it. Now, how did we get the $1.9 trillion is the other question that everyone should be asking. How did we get the money? It comes from us, the Neanderthals of America. So they just basically robbed you and then gave you 10 cents back so that you would say thank you. That's what actually just happened. And you're supposed to be happy about this. Oh, and don't worry, illegal immigrants that have broken into this country, they're going to get just as much money as you got. So you should also be fired up about that because they're going to get $1,400. Now, don't worry. They'll tell you, well, a lot of this money is going for good things. For example... $14 $14 billion for vaccine distribution, so you should shut up and stop asking where the money's going. $50 billion for small businesses out of $1.9 trillion. And $130 billion to the scumbag school unions that have been holding our kids hostage and refusing to give them an education. I did not say quality education because, well, let's be clear. The public schools are not giving our kids a quality education. If you're a teacher out there and you're in the union, you're mad at me for what I just said, I beg of you, call me. I would love to debate you guys destroying kids' lives for an entire year while there's no science or data to show that kids or schools are super spreaders. I dare you to call me today. Please make my weekend by calling me. Because the private schools have proven that it's safe to go back to school. And these scumbag unions and these scumbag, lazy union teachers have said, we get paid and we get to stay home. We get paid the same amount whether we show up for school or not. So let's keep doing it. And then we'll keep moving the bar, changing the line of what it takes to go back to school. Every time we get close, we'll say we need something else. So finally... Because we're being held hostage by the scumbag teachers unions of America's, we decided to give $130 billion to teachers to actually do their damn job. Congratulations, America. You just got owned by a bunch of selfish Neanderthal teachers. I love using that word. It's my favorite word that Joe Biden's used so far in the first 50 days in the White House. But I forgot to tell you the good news. I forgot. I'm sorry. There is good news, folks. You need to get the vaccine, and if you do get the vaccine, well, I I don't want to put words in the exciting mouth of Joe Biden. I want you to hear it from the President of the United States of America. If you just get the vaccine, he's got something exciting to tell you. We will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated to lessen the confusion, to keep people safe, and encourage more people to get vaccinated. Hold on a second. Joe Biden just told me that after I get vaccinated, he will tell me what I can and cannot do when I am fully vaccinated. You you heard Joe Biden right. We've moved the goalposts again, everybody. We've now decided that you still don't get your rights back even after you get vaccinated. I tell you what, that's one way to sell this vaccine to people that are skeptical about getting it. Think about the mentality of the people on the fence to get the vaccine and what Joe Biden just did by saying those words. If you were on the fence about getting the vaccine for whatever reason you have, are you going to get it now? Probably not. 
because the president of the United States of America just told you that even after you do get the vaccine, I'm not telling you you can actually go back to normal. In fact, as a dictator, as a tyrant would do in Russia or Venezuela or Cuba, I'm going to tell you what you, and I'm quoting him, quote, what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. Great job, Joe Biden. You just screwed up the vaccine program in two seconds because there's a lot of people that were thinking, I'm not sure I want to get it. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll take my time and see what other people and what happens to them when they get it. Well, now you just gave them a reason to run away from the vaccines because you just said that I'm going to tell you what you can and cannot do when you're fully vaccinated. You want to know what it looks like when America loses freedom? It's when a dictator of a country like now, the United States of America, walks down the red carpet to the podium that has President of the United States of America on front of it and then tells you that you better get vaccinated. And when you do, I will then tell you what you can and cannot do. We will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. What does he think I am, five years old? The last time someone talked to me this way, it was a parent when they told me what I could and could not do after I cleaned up my room. I'll tell you what you can and cannot do or can and cannot watch or can and cannot say when you're five years old. Oh, it gets better. We now also are holding Fourth of July hostage for all Americans. That's right. We've got a payoff for you. Don't worry, there's good news still coming in this press conference. Joe Biden wants you to understand that if you do, A, get your vaccine and get fully vaccinated, and after I give you your guidance of what you can and cannot do, I am going to give you some dessert. Maybe. I'm going to dangle a carrot in front of you, you Neanderthals of this country, and I'm going to tell you some good news. I need you to buy into this first, though. Need you to understand that I need you, America. I need you to do what I'm telling you to do now. And then maybe, just maybe, if you do, do what I tell you to do, I'm going to give you a possible party on the 4th of July. Let's talk about science for just two seconds before I play this for you. How'd you come up with the date of the 4th of July to let us party, Joe? Was that you and Fauci sitting around a baseball game with or without your masks on or your three masks on or your seven masks on or your two weeks to flatten the curb? The, the, the curve, I'm just, I'm just curious here. I really want to know. If we arbitrarily just got a date, which is what you just gave us, a date where we could get a payoff on listening to the dictator of America, Joe Biden, and his team, then my question is for you, Joe, What science backs up the date of July 4th to let me have some of my freedoms back that you give me on a condition of only if I do what you tell me to do? I'm going to play that for you coming up in just a moment on the Mark Levin Show. I'll get your phone calls as well. 1-800, or excuse me, 1-877-381-3811, 3811. You can also send me a message as I've been kicked off of Facebook. Miss Producer, did you know this? Did you know they, they kicked me off? They did. 
Yeah, I spoke at CPAC uh, for you guys. I was I was hanging out down there with a bunch of my my colleagues. I spoke at CPAC, the conservative convention, right? About big tech censorship. Within 12 hours of being done with my speech, our 1.2 million uh, follower page disappeared. Still can't do it. So you can follow me on Telegram or. Uh, that's how you can send me a message now. Telegram or Twitter. It's Ben Ferguson show on Telegram, so you can grab us there. Well, we're just we're just trying to stay alive, folks. We're just treading water over here with big tech. That's all we're trying to just treading water. You can also grab our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's more though of Joe Biden. This is amazing, of him telling you that he might let you have your Fourth of July. This is the United States of America, folks. And we've got a guy in charge who's telling us that only if we do what we tell him we're going to do, that he might give you your Fourth of July back. To lessen the confusion, to keep people safe, and encourage more people to get vaccinated. And finally, fifth, and maybe most importantly, I promise I will do everything in my power. I will not relent until we beat this virus. But I need you, the American people. I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, We'll be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together after this long, hard year. Dude, let me just be totally honest with you, President Joe Biden. I'm barbecuing in my own backyard right now. I'm not asking you permission. I don't know what world that you that you rhinos that, that that have tried to get along with Biden in these in these scumbags are living in. I don't know what world you idiots are living in that voted for this guy. But my backyard is none of your business. My backyard. I, I, if you tell me on and, and again, I'm one of the Neanderthals, right? I'm coming from the south right now. If you think my governor's going to shut down my Fourth of July backyard with my family, and you think you can tell me how many burgers I can cook. Or how many shoulders I can cook? Or how many ribs, racks of ribs I can cook? How many sausage links I can cook? You've lost your ever-loving mind. I'm not asking permission, Joe, from you or anybody else to barbecue in my backyard on my property that I own. And the idea that you're sitting there telling me, oh, well, you know, if you just do what I tell you, I might let you have a barbecue. I might let you get with your family. Of course, a small group. No, that's not how it works in this country, Joe. Get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean. It doesn't mean. I mean, again, what, what, what is any of this based on science? None of it is, folks. I'll have more about the BS science coming from this administration. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. 
Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. It's always an honor to fill in for the great one. And I want to remind you that... um, we were just talking about, so I got kicked off Facebook, right? I was telling you that a moment ago. And, uh, and, and Levin, this is when you know you're kind of a big deal, Mr. Producer. When you just, you, you just say, I'm out. He's off Twitter, right? He's like, watch this. I'm off Facebook. Watch this. You can, however, find Mark on Parlor and Rumble. You can do that. And Mr. Producer's mocking me during the break. because He's like, Ben, are you on Rumble? And I'm like, I just started. He's like, he's laughing at me because I literally, we have, we just started it. We have 10 people that are following our page and he's, he's mocking me. He's literally laughing at me about it. Anyway, if you're on rumble, make sure you follow us there as well. You can just put in Ben Ferguson podcast. You can follow our page there uh, on rumble as well. All right. I want to get back to this big issue. And that is um, you are now being told that you might be able to have your 4th of July party. If you get your neighbors and your friends vaccinated, if you do what we tell you to do. But you, you got to do what we tell you to do. You have to do what we tell you to do. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, We'll be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean that we'll give you a little crumb of your freedoms back. Just a, just a little taste. Do everything we tell you to do. Get fully vaccinated. Then we'll tell you what you can and can't do. And then maybe, just maybe, we might give you a little crumb of your freedom back on July 4th for a small gathering. But we'll tell you if you can or can't do it. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, 
commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. I still laugh. I'm still laughing at this Joe Biden press conference last night where he actually believes that he's going to give me my right to cook in my backyard with my family on the 4th of July. I mean, it's just, it, it is truly amazing. There's certain points where, and I'm a pretty level-headed dude, all right? There are certain points where I, even I'm like, okay, here's the good old American one-finger salute. This is that moment for me. You're insane if you actually believe that you can tell me what I can and can't do in my backyard with my family on the 4th of July. Like, I, I'll, go to ta- I'll go three rounds with you on that one, right? Every man has a breaking point. That is mine. Like, no, come knock on my door. This is America. This is not the the, the city of Chopper Chaz. This is not, I don't don't live in a city like Portland where there's total anarchy and chaos last night, right? Where riots erupt as the mayor reconsiders funding the police. Like, I don't live in a stupid city like that, and I am calling Portland stupid. Anybody that's willing to pay taxes in Portland, you're an idiot. I live in the South. I'm a Neanderthal. I'm, a, I'm in one of the original Neanderthal states. God bless it. But when you tell me that if I get the vaccine that you're mandating I get you, that you will then give me a list of things that I can and cannot do, I don't live in Russia, bro. To quote you, come on, man. I don't live in Venezuela. To quote you, come on, man. I may live in a country now where I can get kicked off of Facebook because I'm too articulate about the viewpoints as a conservative, which is what has happened to me. I may live in a country where there are big tech tyrants. And by the way, we're going to figure out how to screw with them state by state. And I called it on the show months ago when I was when I got to fill in for the great one. I said, you watch. This is going to turn into a state's rights issue. We're going to lose this battle in D.C., but we're going to win it state by state. And you look at these amazing governors like DeSantis, you look at Governor Abbott and other governors, they are going to start taking it to big tech. And it may take a little bit of time, but we're going to win. You, you look at the world we live in right now. I want you to really think about this. Dur- during the break, I was talking to Mr. Producer. He was like, dude, you, you made money when you were on Facebook. Yeah, it was like one of the top ways I made a living for my, my family. And they know that when they take it away from you. But it's not just about taking away your ability to make a living. They, wanna, they want you to take away your life's work. I worked 10, 11 years to build a following, and they just make it disappear because you make one speech at a conservative conference, CPAC, and they say, watch this. And if they think that I'm going to bow down to them, no, we're going to figure it out. Look look, look at Mark. Look at what he's done. He's on Rumble, and he's on Parler. We're going to figure this out. 
You know, I was t- I'm, I'm, I'm telling this producer to the bring. I'm like, dude, you got to get on Telegram. He's like, what is it? I'm like, just try it. You'll like it. We got kicked off Facebook. We will find we people will continue to fight. We'll fight against people like Biden who tell me that they think the fact that they even think they can tell me what I can and cannot do on the 4th of July. If I do what they tell me to do on the front end, they'll give me a little bit of my freedoms back. Nope. I'll cook as many burgers as I want to for as many of my friends as I want to. You don't get to tell me what to do on the 4th of July, Joe. Come on, man. It's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you... Your families and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special, where we not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus. But to get there, we can't let our guard down. This fight is far from order, from over. As I told the woman in Pennsylvania, I'll tell you the truth. On July 4th, with your loved ones, is the goal. But a goal, a lot can happen. Conditions can change. The scientists have made clear that things may get worse again as new variants of the virus spread. And we've got work to do to ensure that everyone has confidence in the safety and effectiveness of all three vaccines. So my message to you is this. Listen to Dr. Fauci, one of the most distinguished and trusted voices in the world. He's assured us the vaccines are safe. They underwent rigorous scientific review. I know they're safe. Vice President Harris and I know they're safe. That's why we got the vaccine publicly in front of cameras so for the world to see, so you could see us do it. So you could see us do it, folks. You could see us do it. So we're going to tell you it's safe. How many Americans are not going to get the vaccine now because of what Joe Biden just said? How many? You want everybody to get vaccines, then don't give us conditions on what we can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. His words, not mine. And also, don't lie to me. No one can say right now, without a shadow of a doubt, that these vaccines are totally and completely safe. No one can. There's not a doctor in America that can look you in the eye and tell you this vaccine is 100% safe. We don't know long-term what the effects could be. With that being said, okay, with, with that being said, there's risk with everything. There's risks on Advil. There's risks on Tylenol. There's even risks on taking antacids, right? There's, lists, there, there, there's risks when you take Benadryl. It's on every label. There's a risk. But don't tell me they're totally safe 
and lie to me and tell me that I have to take your vaccine that you're telling me I have to take to get my 4th of July back. And then even after I get it, you may or may not let me have my friends over. And you're going to tell me what I can and I cannot do. At least be honest with me, for goodness sakes. Just just fake it. Don't tell me that, that, that this is 100% safe because not even those making the vaccine are saying that. There could be something that comes up down the road. Let's all hope not. We have no data for what happens a year or two years or three years or four years or five years after you take the vaccine. It's a risk-reward issue. People have asked me, "Been you going to take the vaccine? The answer, yes. Why? Because the risk-reward for me makes sense as a guy who has asthma. You have to decide for you that risk-reward. I've almost lost a family member to COVID-19. It is real. It's not a joke. As the doctor put it, I had a family member hours away from death. Luckily, they came through. Hours, not days, hours. You got to decide what's best for you, but don't don't lie to me and tell me and insult my intelligence and tell me that you guys have had it, got it all figured out. You don't. Don't tell me to trust Fauci either. This is the same guy that told me that I just wear my wear this mask and I'm telling you you got to wear it and just wear it for a couple of just two weeks and we'll flatten the curve, folks. Just I just need you for two weeks to do what I'm telling you to do. That's all. Just two weeks. If you'll just help me flatten the curve and then we'll get back to normal. Just two weeks, folks. How'd that work out? Then it was, we'll just shut down your business for two weeks and it'll be fine. Okay, now we need to shut down your business for six weeks. Okay, now we need to shut down your business for eight weeks. Now we need to shut down your business for six months. Now we need you to go under, but it's for the good of the community. I know you're going to lose everything, but don't worry. We're going to send you $1,400 and the same amount we're sending to illegal immigrants. Don't worry, it'll be fine. I promise. And then I might let you have, I might, if you're really good, hang out in your backyard with your family on the 4th of July. Really? That's your selling point? one 381 3811 Mr. Producer, where do you want me to go first? Let me go to, how about line two? Steve in Michigan, welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hey, Ben, thanks for taking my call this night, uh, this evening. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Go ahead. Hey, um, I really appreciate you. Okay, I really appreciate you bringing up the topic that you've been talking about for the last 20 minutes or so. Because of all my family and friends I've talked to today, nobody picked up those comments during Joe's speech yesterday. And uh, I just want to say that to show how out of touch he is with the different states, in fact, the entire United States, I don't think that there's any state right now that will not let you gather in small uh, amounts of people outdoors or indoors. And to say that we have to wait until 4th of July now before we'll be allowed to let that happen is just an insult to our integrity. It's it's a I'm a I'm a literally when I say a barbecue guy, a barbecue guy, I literally own a barbecue restaurant called Ferguson's Barbecue. 
I, I barbecue Fourth of July. That's what I do. I'm going to do it no matter what the president says, e- even if it was Donald Trump. If Donald Trump tried to tell me that I might or might not be able to, depending on what I do, have a barbecue in my backyard, I'd be telling Donald Trump the same thing I'm saying right now to, to Joe Biden. You don't get to take away my freedom on the Fourth of July, and you don't get to give me a, a, a crumb of freedom if I do everything you tell me to do, which is I have to get a vaccine, and then you might let me hang out with my family, and you might let me, uh, you know, celebrate my little bit of freedom that we have left in this country because you guys have taken it all from us, and we all laid down for far too long. Look at what your look at what your governor's done to you guys in Michigan. For goodness' sakes, you're going to have a fifty percent failure rate at least with restaurants, more than likely. Yes. And, and, you know, Ben, I don't think it's ever too soon to declare independence. Everybody should set up the barbecue this weekend. Get your friends and family over there. Cook out, enjoy yourself, and be free. I'm serious. I dare somebody to knock on my door, tell me I got, and, and start counting the burgers on my grill. I dare you. You, you, you want to you talk about people saying enough? You want to talk about, look at what's happened, and I'm not talking, I want to make this very clear. I'm not talking about violence, okay? I want to make that abundantly clear. I don't believe in violence, okay, because there's going to be some people that will take me, some nut job liberal out there listening that, 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 that writes for some crazy, you know, articles or some nut job organization on the left will write Ben Ferguson at calls for violence. I want to make it clear what I'm calling for. I'm calling for you come after me in this way. I'll come after your career in a recall like the, like the good people of California are doing. They finally had enough, and they've recalled Newsom. You look at what's happening, and they're talking about recalls possibly even in Michigan and criminal charges against your governor. You look at what's happening in New York where people are starting to fight back against Cuomo. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand what's happening right now in, in, in New York, by the way. What's happening in New York right now is not about the Me Too movement. It's not about feminism. It's not about sexual harassment. It's about Democrats seeing an opportunity to get rid of this guy, and, 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 and they're wanting to push him out so he can grab more power. Don't don't act for a moment like they're standing up for women here. They're not. And if they were, they would have been calling for him to resign weeks ago. Not just today when it's already clear that he's he's done with. Right. Cuomo's going to be done in New York. And, and all of a sudden, last minute, you start seeing AOC today coming out and Nancy Pelosi and others saying, well, he's got to resign. You what, what I mean, you guys were the, quote, woke movement. You were the Me Too movement. Why did you wait so long? Why did it take seven women or eight women or nine women to finally get you to take a stand, it's because they were doing it based on politics, not based on what's right and wrong. It was he was popular. You don't say anything. Oh, well, now we think he's unpopular in the last week. So now we'll say something. Oh, there's I mean, there's blood in the water. Oh, now we'll now we'll really say something. Is it safe enough to say something? Is he going to survive? No, he's not going to survive. OK, so you're sure Cuomo is going to go under? Yes. All right. Well, now I'll come out and say something against him. These guys don't care about women in New York. They don't care about any of these women that are saying any of the things they're saying. The same way they didn't care about using women to make up lies against Brett Kavanaugh. People, though, are finally in this country, even in liberal states like you are in Michigan, even in California, saying, you've stepped too far, bro. To quote Biden, come on, man. Gavin will lose reelection unless they screw it up royally. And the reason why is because people, even in California, said enough. Steve, I appreciate the phone call. God bless you, sir. Thank you. one 381 3811 Let me go to Eric on line 
three in New Jersey. Actually, Eric, hold on for me. I got to take a break, okay? We're going to come back. I promise we'll get your phone calls. Don't forget to follow me on Telegram. I'm up there and on Rumble. Follow Mark on Parlor and Rumble as well. We're on Parlor as well, so follow us there. And then maybe Mr. Producer will stop making fun of my so few followers on Rumble. I'm new to this one. I just got I just got banned from Facebook. You need to cut me a break. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I want to get straight to your phone calls. If you just join us, Joe Biden's telling you you might get to have, keyword might, 4th of July if you get vaccinated. And once you are fully vaccinated, because we live in a ridiculously, uh, apparently, apparently we live in like a socialist communist country now, depending on how you look at it. After you get fully vaccinated, he will then tell you what you can and cannot do. Yeah, there's a list now of and you'll get that guidance. Don't worry. You'll get the guidance. It'll be fine. You'll be you'll be fired up. We'll tell you what you can and can't do. We will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. Yeah, there you go. That's the United States of America. We're talking about folks. Get excited. Let me go to Eric in New Jersey. You are on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hello, Mr. Ferguson. Uh, How are you, sir? Thank you for filling in for the great one. Dude, it's always and, an honor. Uh, I'm thank doing you. fine. How are you? I'm good, man. Just sitting here, you know, figuring out how many burgers and racks of ribs I'm going to do on 4th of July. I, I think that's great. I, I really like what you said about taking action. And, you know, no one can come on your property and tell you what to do. Um, I think, you know, more of us need to adopt that mindset as Americans, that it, it really is, it's up to us. Um, I also heard, you know, what you said about the teachers' unions and holding the kids hostage. I really think, like you said, they're abdicating their responsibilities. I'll tell you what my wife and I did. after. Robert, kick- do me a favor. I'm, I want to put you on hold. Uh, or Eric, I should say. Put Eric on hold. We're going to come back to you because I want to talk about these teachers' unions. I've been getting a lot of beef from you guys on uh, Telegram. 
saying that how dare you attack teachers. I didn't attack teachers. The teachers went to war with education in this country, taking away from kids, and I'll defend the kids every time. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, we got a quote that you're going to love as Cuomo digs in in New York. Welcome. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Uh, Cuomo is now saying he's not a part of the political <laughs> insiders club, and he's not backing down because of that. Yeah, he's an outsider now. Real, if there's any family that is the insider family, it is Cuomo. Like any, if they're, I, I, I'm sorry, like they are the definition of the swamp, and they're not even. They're worse than the swamp in D.C. Like they're the swamp of New York. It's like the Godfather movies, and now the whole house around them is coming down which is hilarious because of the hypocrisy of the left. The, where, where there was, the Me Too movement disappeared, right? Pelosi and, and Schumer and AOC and the vice president, none of them said Jack for weeks until finally they did, hey, what does the political pulse say about this right now? What, is, what does the political force say? What, is it, what, what, are the, what are the winds telling us about where we are? Oh, wait, people don't like him now? Oh, they want us to get rid of him. Okay, now we'll jump on the bandwagon. Now, now we'll do it. Okay, I didn't realize where we were, but now I get where we are. Oh, okay, so we'll do it now. Now it makes sense for us to do it. So now Cuomo, they're going to get rid of him. Yeah, he refuses to resign amid pressure from New York Democrats. And the, and the Democrats that are coming after him right now, you, be very clear, this is nothing but political opportunists. They were not saying this even 24 hours ago, and the reason why is because it wasn't about any of the accusations. It's all about the politics of them. Every bit of this is about the politics, folks. Madam Vice President, do you have any comments on Governor Cuomo? What did she do today? Ran off stage. White House Press Secretary, we're not commenting. We're not going to make comments about this. Again, it's all, politi- it's all politics. We've got to figure out what we're supposed to say, and then we'll say it. We just don't know what it is yet that we're going to say, so we've got to wait a little bit until we figure out what it is we're going to say, and then we'll tell you what we think. But we need more data first. Rewind to Brett Kavanaugh. They'd burn him at the stake. This guy organized rape parties in seventh grade. Got any witnesses? Nope. Got any, got any information to back it up? Nope. Got anything that tells you any of this is accurate? Nope. Does it matter? Nope. We're going to accuse him, and we're going to derail him, and we're going to ruin his family and his life. And we'll do it with anybody else that gets in our way, because that's how the mob and the media and the media and these liberal politicians work together. They don't, they don't care. The, the, this whole fake movement, and it's proof now that's fake because of the lack of action from the left on Cuomo tells you this was all about politics. 
This wasn't about cleaning anything up. This wasn't about right and wrong. This was just about politics. And it took a, a hemorrhaging body in the political water, I mean, pouring out blood for, for any of these Democrats to have the guts to say, okay, maybe now we shouldn't be backing the Cuomo cartel. Maybe, maybe now is the time that we say, all right, we're going to move on. Just, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to laugh about this one because it just shows you that this is not about, you know, any of the crap they said it was about. And the only reason why these Democrats are turning on them now is because they want his power and they want his jobs. That's it. It is that simple. It is that transparent. It is that obvious. And while all this is going on, we've got a president of the United States of America that's acting like a complete and total dictator. 50 days into his administration, who's telling us, I'm going to address the nation. Hey, you want to answer any questions? Nope. You're going to have a press conference? Nope. Can you imagine what they would have done if Donald Trump would have not had a, a, a answered questions to the media for 50 plus days, the longest in, what, 100 years? Can, can you imagine what would have happened? They would have gone insane. They, they would have lost their ever-loving minds. They would have totally and completely freaked out. But I guess it's fine now. Because our guy's in charge. Not a single reporter, by the day, asked the White House press secretary about the terrorists attacking the federal courthouse last night in Portland. Waiting for somebody to call it an insurrection. Waiting for somebody to indict all Democrats who do not denounce us. I'm waiting for someone to say they were trying to kill me. Where's the AOC stories, right, of, oh, I thought I was going to die. You have a total attack on a federal building, a federal courthouse being torched in Portland. You've got new countries, autonomous zones like the city of Chop and Chaz popping up in Minneapolis. Not a single reporter had one question to ask the White House press secretary today about these terrorists, all left-wingers, attacking a federal courthouse. No one comparing it to what happened in the insurrection. I mean, if, if, if what happened on the Capitol on the 6th is insurrection, then what happened last night has to be an insurrection as well in Portland. You'd think somebody would have had the guts to ask, hey, tell us about the insurrection, Right. Tell us about what does the, the president have to say about the insurrection happening in Portland, the federal buildings that taxpayers are paying for being torched. Anybody want to answer that question? Anyone? Anyone? Anybody? But don't worry, folks. At least you might get to have the 4th of July because, quote, if we, if we and they actually tweeted this out. President Biden's official at POTUS account tweeted this out last night during his address to the nation. Quote, if we all do our part, then by July 4th, there's a good chance, folks, we'll be able to gather with family and close friends to celebrate Independence Day. So the government's going to give me permission to celebrate Independence Day if your behavior is acceptable. I think Joe Biden forgot what it means to be an American. Because the government doesn't 
give me permission to celebrate Independence Day. We have Independence Day because of governments that acted this way. And because there's all these liberal nut job, you know, fact checkers out there listening to the show right now who will write these little hit piece articles on conservatives. Let me clarify for those morons listening. I'm not calling for violence. I am calling for Americans to stand up and to actually start getting the signatures to recall these elected officials that are overstepping their boundaries, just like they're doing in California. They should be doing it in Michigan. They should be doing it in New York. They should be doing it in New Jersey. I'm not, I'm not advocating for violence. Don't understand what I am saying here. I want to be very, 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 very clear about that. But it's time to start. It's, it's time for us to stop just sitting there and take it. And it, it's time for us to say, okay, watch this. Hold my Diet Coke. And I'm going to come after your seat in politics. That's what I am going to do. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. I want to get back to some of your phone calls. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Let me go to Gil in Los Angeles. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Hey, Ben. Thanks for taking my call. Great show. You know, I was I posted something on Facebook the other day saying teachers will not go in front of the same 40 students every single day in a controlled environment. But our border patrols have to go in front of 4,000 illegal immigrants every single day. And this is coming from a Colombian. I'm a very proud Latino. I feel my heart breaks for these, these people coming to the border. If I was them, I'd probably come too because it's, it's free giveaway time in America. And, it, you know, but, but the fact that the hypocrisy. And the other thing I want to say about his speech the other day. Well, hold on. Let's let's deal with it. Let's deal with the teacher part real quick, because I, I think what you're bringing up is a very important point. OK, so with these teachers and I'm going to I'm going to just state the facts here and, I, and I, I'm over my my 2021 New Year's resolution was to not take, you know what, from anyone. So the teachers unions come after me. Teachers come after me. Prove me wrong based on the facts. And I'm going to say what I want to say right now. And I think it's important that you that, that every teacher hear what I'm saying. Teachers and the unions claim they care about the kids. If they do, then go get your butts back in the classroom. They say, well, we can't do it safely. That's a lie. We know that you can do it safely. And the proof of it is all the private sector teachers who have not gotten hazard pay and how many people have died in the private schools. It's not happening. In fact, let's deal with it. Let's deal with science. Okay, you've had in this country. As many people, children 18 under die from COVID as normally die in the same period of time from the flu every year. And we've never canceled school for the flu. Never. We don't do that in this country. We don't, we don't do a whole year of sitting at home. Second of all, we already know that public schools suck when it comes to quality of education compared to the private schools. So now there are going to be books and studies that are going to show that I'm right one day that this is going to do set kids back decades in earning potential because of one year where the public schools screwed these kids out of an education because the private school kids kept going. The public school kids who were already behind fell even more behind. 
And so now they're going to lose out on, you guessed it, scholarships. They're also going to lose out on these ability, these these opportunities, these chances to get scholarships for athletics because the games weren't played. Look at some of these kids this last week, and they're heroes. I did. I, I talked about this, and if you guys are podcasters, go back and grab my podcast. I did a whole podcast this week on these uh, these kids who had more guts uh, and, and more cojones than their parents, and they figured it out in a school district. Uh, and, and I think it was, um, I want to say it was Michigan. I may be wrong. I apologize. It, might, it, may, I, it, was, it was one of those, you know, non-Neanderthal states where the kids figured it out. Their fall sports had been canceled. They desperately wanted to play their fall sports in the spring. The school said no. And so what the kids did, they said, okay, we're just not going to show up for class for a few days online. And they figured out that if they were absent, and all of them were absent, they'd lose all their money, right? Their funding comes by attendance, right? Attendance records. And what happened? The school district immediately folded within about three days of this walkout by the students. And those three days when they did this walkout with the students, uh, they said, okay, all the, all the sports are going to come back this spring. Now, it's amazing that these kids figured out how to beat the teachers' unions and the, and the adults still hadn't figured it out yet. But this is all about the money. It's not about safety. It's not about super spreader school events because that doesn't exist. It's not about people dying. We've got, and, and to all these teachers and these teachers' unions out there, you're not special. And I do think you need to hear that, okay? If you feel like you're special as a teacher, you, it's time for you to quit. You're not entitled to special treatment as a teacher, and you guys get it all the time. You get summers off, you get to go home early, and then immediately they'll throw it back in your face. Well, you don't understand what I do. You don't understand how many hours I work at home. You don't understand how many how many you know boxes of crayons I buy with my own money and how much you know paper I buy out of my own money, and you don't understand what the pens and pencils that I have to buy and erasers out of my own money. That's when you know you're entitled. You've gone to the bad place. If you don't like what you're doing and the career you chose as a grown adult, Stop teaching. Stop it. Because in the private sector, if we act the way you guys do, we get fired. If we act the way you guys act in the private sector, we don't have a job. And the proof of it is the private sector and the teachers. All of these private schools that had these kids go back to school. Why did they go back to school? Because they knew that if they didn't show up, they weren't going to get a paycheck. I'll have more on this. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. If you want to yell at me, you can follow me on Telegram right now. Also, you can follow Mark on Rumble and Parlor. I'm on Parlor as well. Follow me there. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com 
and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And let me just get back to what I was saying about teachers a moment ago and all these teachers that are refusing to go back to work. It's not based on science. It's holding Americans hostage. It's wanting hundreds of billions of dollars in this COVID relief bill, which is exactly what they got. Right? I mean, that's what it is. And they knew they could go back and safely educate your kids. They knew that it wasn't a super spreader. And they knew that uh, the data shows... I mean, the data is very clear now. We have about as many kids have died from COVID-19, 18 and under, that have died in a normal year from the flu, the same time period. This is not a super spreader in our schools. There's no reason why we can't go back to school. The only reason why the public schools are not back in at total learning inside the classroom is because these teachers and these unions that represent them have always put... For my lifetime, and I stand by that comment, themselves ahead of the kids. And they also think they're special. They think they're different. They think they're better than us. They think they're owed something because they teach. You know, they, and you can hear it. It's exhausting. These disgruntled, angry public school teachers, not all of them, but there's a lot of them, and certainly those in the leadership of, uh, certainly those in the leadership of the unions, they truly believe that we owe them something. They believe that we owe them something extra. You chose your career. If you don't like it, leave. Please leave. Where do you, how do you think we got to the point now where we have a president that says, and, and again, there was, there, there's a friend of mine over the, uh, that, that wrote this over at The Blaze. It says, anyone else see the gross irony of the American government telling us if we act right, they might allow us freedom on our own Independence Day. Couldn't agree with that one more. Same thing with these teachers. These teachers are like, no, 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 you owe me something. I'm different. I'm special. You need to give me what I tell you. You've got to give me more money. I need hazard pay. I need this. I need that. I need this plexiglass. I need this hand sanitizer. I need this over here. I need HEPA filters. I need new ventilation systems. How dare you treat us this way? You don't see anybody making those demands that go to work to get, by the way, to put the food on the shelves for you to buy, do you? The fast food restaurants you go to, the restaurants you go to, the stores you go to. The Amazon drivers are dropping your crap off at your house right now. You see them saying they're not going to go to work because of HEPA filters? I'm tired of these public school teachers. Ben Ferguson, Tony Don't like him, but America does. You can call Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. It is nice to have you with us. And uh, Governor Cuomo is now blaming cancel culture for 
the sexual harassment scandal. Okay, I need to explain to him what cancel culture actually means because clearly he's too stupid to figure this out. Cancel culture is when you have a set of values or beliefs and society decides that you should be silenced for those beliefs. If I say that I believe that a dude is a dude and a chick's a chick and I believe that women should go into women's bathroom, men should go into men's bathroom, and I refuse to give in to the indoctrination of the insanity that transgendered is normal and then I lose my job because of it or my Facebook page gets taken down because I say that, that's cancel culture. This moron doesn't even know what cancel culture actually is. When when, when you are, are forced to agree with certain things or people scream at you that you're racist or bigot or homophobe or whatever it is, all because they can't have an actual debate with you. That is cancel culture. What you're dealing with is not cancel culture, bro. Not even close. So as someone who's been canceled by Facebook, please spare me. This, this, oh, it's cancel culture. No, it's not. You're an idiot. You're a scumbag. And clearly people have decided, no, nah, they've had enough of you. That's what cancel culture is. So there you go. I fixed it for you. You're welcome, Governor Cuomo. one 381 is the number. Some teachers are angry at me. I'll read some of your messages coming in to me. On, you can send me a message on Parler. Follow us on Parler, Ben Ferguson Podcast, also on Telegram. Uh, ben Ferguson podcast. One he just wrote in as a teacher says, Ben, I, I have turned you off tonight. You are a disgusting human being. You don't understand how hard it is to be a teacher. We are doing the best that we can. That's a lie. The private school teachers are actually doing the best they can. You're, you guys are not. You're refusing to go back to work until you get money. You're, you're, you're holding American children and their futures hostage until you get more money. Until you get more stuff. Because you know that your paycheck's going to come whether you show up or not. So you guys have all decided not to show up. You're not d- show up. You're not doing the best you can. I'm not indicting all teachers. I'm indicting the unions and those that are fighting to not go back to school. There is no science to support your stupidity, your idiocracy. There's no, no science to, to, to quote Dr. Fauci or Joe Biden that says that you guys are unsafe going back to school. And this is all about arrogance. And public school teachers for far too long, we have tried to, they, they, have, they have used this disgruntled, you don't know what it's like, I, you know, verbiage, rhetoric. You don't know how hard it is. You don't know how many hours we put it at home. You don't know what, you know, you say we get off in the summers. You don't understand. I work 80 hour weeks during the school year. Well, you're right now. You, well, you don't understand how hard it is. Then, then get another job. If it's hard, get another job. If you can't hack it, get another job. If, if you're disgruntled, get another job. If you don't want to go teach kids while everybody else goes to work, get another job. You guys are not special. You have no. Uh, look, look at the Los Angeles Teachers Union. Mr. Producer, you saw this this week, right, where the teachers union got busted, sent out a message on their message board. Hey, guys, while you're on spring break next week, make sure, especially if you're traveling and out of the country, don't post it on social media because they'll use it against us to go back to school. That's the Los Angeles Teachers Union. 
They don't give a crap about your kids. The last year is proof of that. They're already giving your kids a bad education. And there will be studies, and they will show that I'm right. You know, for all the liberals out there that talk about the have and the have-nots and the rich parts of the poor and every all the other stuff they say over and over and over and over again, right? You guys have failed these kids more than anybody. The private school kids are going to kick the crap out of the public school kids for years to come because, remember, it's not just one grade that got screwed this year. It's every grade that got screwed this year. I think it's pretty fair to say that by the time you get to high school, a private school kid in a high school is probably at least a grade ahead of the public school kids nationwide. It's now two. That's going to continue from kindergarten to first to second to third. I, and, and I don't see the public schools somehow fixing the way that they do things, right? The, 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 it's not like they're going to reinvent education. Can we, can we all agree on that? They're, they're not going to reinvent education. They're just, they're just not. So there's no indication that they're going to figure out a way to get kids back up to where they need to be. Zero indication that that's going to happen. Zero. And why do you think that is? Because it's not about the kids. If it was about the kids, they would already be back in the classroom. It's not about the kids. It never has been. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me go to da, 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 Leo in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You are on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in. I. Ben Ferguson, thank you, sir. First off, I want to give you a shout out because you are doing a phenomenal job tonight, and I thank you for addressing these issues. Um, I moved out here with my grandkids. Um, over Thanksgiving, my one of the things I want to sh- I want to share with the listening audience. I want to share. I'm a veteran, retired, still serving. 45 years later, thank you, veterans, for what you do, what you've done to serve our country. I know you're pissed. We're all pissed. We need to remain pissed. I want to address this to the teachers and the um, the Congress and Senate. You're on notice, okay? If you're a teacher and you don't want to go and teach, I want to see your resignation come Monday morning, and I want to see you in the military reception station signing up for a branch of the military. You want to talk about sacrifice. I don't want to hear it, okay? If you don't want to go to school and teach our kids, I've got a special needs child that's been out of school for a year. He can't e-learn, Ben. Well, look, I'm not I I was one of the kids that was probably ADD before they they figured out ADD and they didn't give us extra time to take tests. They didn't put me on Ritalin or Adderall or drug us up. Okay, they just told us to shut up and sit down and it worked. And and I can tell you as being one of those kids, if you think that any child's getting a good education in front of a computer right now, you're stupid. You're you're a special kind of stupid. Right. That's exactly right. There's not a single kid in America that's getting a good education in front of a computer screen. It's just not – it's impossible. It's not going to happen. You're stupid. 
And these public school teachers know it. And there's a reason why these private school teachers have decided to go back to school because, A, they knew they had to keep their job, and, B, if they didn't show up, they weren't going to keep their job, right? Like, there was two things real quick that were about to happen. You don't show up, we'll replace you. You don't show up, you're not, like, we're done with you. It was very simple. There was not a lot... There was not a lot of negotiating going on. You get my, you get what I'm saying? It was, and it was safe. And we have the data to show that it's safe. It is safe. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the the, the word to the teachers is, if you're out in public, if you're at a restaurant, if you're in the grocery store, you're wrong. Because if you can go out there with what you said to your point earlier about people in public service, like at the grocery store, who are being exposed to hundreds of people every day that they don't know, but yet a teacher can't sit down with the same students every day? Really? We have a problem with that. Sure. We have a real problem with that, Ben. Great point. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. It's good to talk to you. one 877 uh, 11, let me go now to uh, Ed, line two. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hi. Good, sir. Um, I, the, the reason I called, uh, just to let you know that uh, I, too, was thrown off Facebook because I, I, I wrote a post that they didn't like. Congratulations. Uh, You're just like me. we got something in common. I love it. I wrote, if the real president was in charge, the Iranian parasites wouldn't have dared to start an incident. They oh, well, you, that, that's going to get you banned. I mean, come on. See, what's funny is I didn't get kicked off. We didn't get kicked off for anything, but I spoke at CPAC. Right? I spoke at a conservative political action conference, and they didn't like the fact that I was talking about big tech censorship. So they said, okay, we'll prove your point that big tech is censoring conservatives, and we'll do it within 12 hours. Right. Well, they weren't happy with the fact that I said the election was stolen. I don't believe the election was stolen. I want to make that clear, though. And let me explain why real quick. I just want to I don't want someone to think that I said that I ever believe the election was stolen. I don't think the election was stolen. I think we got beat. I think we got beat because they understood they had an opportunity in the name of COVID, just like they've done, taking away all of our other rights to to change and alter the way that we did an election. And it worked. They were brilliant. They saw an opportunity and they took it. They saw that opportunity and they seized it and they said, watch this. And they changed the way that we do elections in places where they knew that could swing a state, whether it was in Georgia and Fulton County, whether it was in Philadelphia, whether it was in Detroit, the list goes on and on. They were very smart. They didn't steal it. They didn't change ballots in the middle of the night. Okay, they they beat us doing something in the name of COVID, and we didn't fight back. And I blame the Republican leadership for that. And some of them are real conservatives. I, I, I blame a lot of Republicans for allowing the Democrats to get away with what they got away with. And we were flat-footed, and we were reactionary instead of, we, instead of fighting for the integrity of our vote. But they, they, didn't, they didn't steal it. They beat us. They altered and changed how American elections were done just like they're trying to do with this H.R. 1 bill to say, oh, we're going to have integrity of the elections. No, it's not integrity. What they're trying to do in this country is say everything that we just did that we figured out works to our advantage, we want to now mandate it nationwide. That's why we have to fight it. 
the same way that when the President of the United States of America walks out in front of a podium last night and tells us that you have to get a vaccine, and once you get that vaccine and once you are fully vaccinated, we will tell you what you can and cannot do, we should say no. You don't get to tell me what I can and cannot do, Mr. President. And, and, and then when he says, oh, I'm going to give you a taste of freedom, if you do what I tell you to do, you might get to see your family for the 4th of July and you might get to cook out in your backyard, but it will be a small group. You look at them and you say no. That's, you don't get to give me my freedoms on, on the 4th of July. That's not how this works. Ferguson, let me tell you something real quick. Uh, election day, uh, I was up to quarter to five in the morning because I'm a dialysis patient. And I made sure I, I had to go vote. And I, and I got there. I, w- I waited 45 minutes. I did vote. And, and, and then, and then uh, uh, 14 hours later, I found out my vote didn't count. Because they stole the election, because they manipulated every vote. The, uh, the well, they, I, I agree with you. They manipulated how our election was done, Ed. And 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 what bothered me the most about the election, and this is, goes back to the corruption. There was corruption involved. And there's no doubt. Is the fact that in one county, your vote would be valid based on one set of rules, and the very next county, that's, that the same vote would be counted invalid. Right. That's where they manipulated the system. In the name of COVID. But it wasn't actually stolen. It was, if you wanted to use the word stolen, it was stolen months before it ever happened. And we knew what they were doing. And we didn't stop it. Because unfortunately, conservatives, we don't fight like as, as hard as the Democrats do. And now we're up against the wall and they're, and they're pummeling us. And they're taking away our rights left and right. Last night was proof of how much we've already given up in the name of COVID. When a president feels comfortable walking out on stage in pre-prepared remarks, remember this was not off the cuff. I want you to understand this was premeditated comments by Joe Biden, rehearsed, practiced, written by speechwriters, and then gone over and over by his team. Right? This is this is not this is not off the cuff. And he said, "Quote." We will issue further guidance on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated. That is what people say in Venezuela and in Russia and other communist countries. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. 
That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, I feel like we need to give like a moment of silence tonight for all the kids that are in cages right now under the evil Biden administration. They're at max capacity, we've been told. So just want you to think about how evil and mean and ruthless these uh, Democrats are. I'm waiting for the video of AOC to show up crying at a cage down there. Wasn't the, I mean, surely she's going to go to the cages and see the kids, right? Surely AOC is going to get on a plane and contribute to the global warming that she says is going to kill us all by going down there and, and, and standing next to some chain link fence crying. I'm waiting for that to happen. Don't forget this weekend, uh, best show on TV, Life, Liberty, and Levin uh, will be, I always get the time zones, Mr. Producer, mixed up, It's because I'm central time zone. 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, Sunday night, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Uh, the guests uh, this week are going to be uh, several that you're going to not want to miss, including Daniel Horowitz, so make sure that you set your DV on, DVR, DV on, I don't know where that came from, DVR. And uh, watch Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News Channel coming up this Sunday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, on the Fox News Channel. All right, let me get back to your phone calls, one 877 Let me go to Wayne in California. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hi. Hi. Uh, How are you, Mark sir? Mark has said that he... Tech, the Capitol moved to McAllen, Texas, so that the lovely uh, public servants could sample the uh, rewards of their policies. And if you can't bring the mountain to Mohammed, you can bring the Mohammed to the mountain. It would cost Governor Abbott less to buy one-way tickets and put every single one of them on a uh, bus to Washington, D.C., they could dump them in front of Sidwell Friends, where I'm sure all the woke, privileged white children would offer them a place at their desk. They could drop them off in the Rock Creek Park in Colorado, three blocks, three blocks away from Obama's house, where they could fit about 50,000 campers. <laughs> I'm laughing right now, Wade. Hold on. It's a, we'll come back. It's the Mark Levin Show. More after this. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. So the great one, Mark Levin, is off tonight. You're stuck with me. Just an average Neanderthal from the South. Ben Ferguson, it's really nice to be with you tonight. Mark will be back with you on Monday. 
I, I do want to spend a moment real quick getting into this Governor Cuomo crap. And when I say crap, the reason why I say it that way, and I think you guys will probably understand why I say it this way after I explain it. The way I'm, I'm looking at this whole fiasco in New York is completely different than how the media is covering it and how many people are looking at it. So you, you finally have, like, you have another woman that's come out. You finally have uh, Democrats, only after taking the political pulse of people in New York, have decided to start dumping on Cuomo. And Cuomo said, oh, this is part of the cancel culture, which is crap. It's not. He doesn't even understand the cancel culture. Okay, he doesn't. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. If he thinks this is, quote, part of the cancel culture, it's not. But he's going to hold on as long as he can, because what else is he going to do? Right. He's 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 a narcissist. He thinks he can he can beat this. And to be honest with you, there is a chance he can beat this. Mainly because he's in an extremely liberal state, if not the most liberal state in America, the second most liberal state in America. And, And I think he does believe that he can beat it. Because he also knows the people that he's dealing with in the Democratic Party, and he knows that they're. Well, full of crap. But I want you to think about what where we are tonight with this issue with him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it from a different perspective. All right. I'm not trying to minimize any of the things that he's been accused of. I just want to give you a a a perspective on how spineless the left is, even with dealing with Cuomo. We know for a fact that Governor Cuomo. And his decisions killed thousands of nursing home patients. We then know that after he found out that his policies killed thousands of elderly people. And after he started to profit from COVID-19 while killing thousands of elderly people. And while ruining people's lives... Again, at the same time, right, at the same time as he's profiting off a book while he's using COVID to push his name and his platform and even the possibility of a presidential run or a VP pick. And certainly his future political, you know, he wanted to he wanted to become America's governor and the media was happy to do it. Every late show was having a mini TV orgasm over the amazing leadership of Governor Cuomo. Every liberal Hollywood nut job was fawning all over, having dreams about Governor Cuomo. And to quote Chris Matthews, they were tingling up their legs every time he went on TV. Hell, they gave the guy, what was it, an Emmy, Mr. Producer, isn't that right? An Emmy? For press conferences. I mean, this was a political wet dream, folks. And all this was happening while thousands of seniors were dying. Thousands. And then when they found out that the numbers looked really bad, like they were the worst in the country, the highest death rate per million in the country, the highest death rate per thousand in the country, the highest death rate per hundred thousand in the country, they still continued to lie. And then on top of that, they started to cook the books. They then started falsifying official government numbers 
so he could still sell books, so he could still be America's governor, right? He saw what, he saw what, what happened to Giuliani after 9-11, and it was organic. It wasn't, it wasn't political and manipulation. There weren't people around Giuliani after 9-11 that were trying to get the late-night talk shows to talk about him and everything else. It was authentic. It was genuine. It, overnight, because of the reaction and the response from Rudy Giuliani to what happened on 9-11, he became America's mayor. He did. He became America's mayor because of what he did. And what Giuliani tried to do is he tried to become America's mayor because of politics based on trying to repeat what he saw, what he witnessed that was authentic, genuine, that was organic praise for a guy that did an amazing job after 9-11 and Giuliani. And he said, I want that too. So he changed the numbers. He lied to authorities. He lied to the government. He lied to the American people. He lied to everybody. And then his team covered it up. And then after it came out, what was happening? And everybody knew the cat was out of the bag. Think about this. You kill thousands of nursing home patients. You make money off of it. You then lie about the numbers. You misreport the numbers. And what did the left do? Nothing. Did anyone call for him to resign on the left when we found out that the guy actually killed thousands of actual human beings in his state through his actions while making money off of them dying and then lying and covering up the numbers? How many Democrats in New York called for him to resign when all this came out? I'm not sure there was one. Mr. Producer, can you remember a single prominent Democrat? I know there wasn't a prominent Democrat, but any Democrat in the legislature that came out and said, hey, you need to resign. I don't think there was one, folks. So you fast forward to today. It's not the nursing home deaths and the profiting off of a book and the grandstanding and the lying and the manipulation of the numbers and altering and changing the numbers and lying and falsifying government documents that deal with COVID-19 and the number of people that have died in New York that is getting people to say you must resign. No, 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 no. Instead, it is about three women who say they didn't like how they were approached by him. I am not, dis- I'm not discounting any of their stories. What I am saying is this is how sick and perverted the left is. I believe he should resign for both reasons. But the fact that they didn't ask him to resign and didn't demand that he resign the left. I'm talking about the Democrats exclusively now. When he killed thousands of people, changed and altered documents, government documents, lied to the people, made money off these deaths, and tried to make himself famous while he was killing seniors in his state. And no one asked him to resign. And then all of a sudden today, you, you have these Democrats coming out and they're saying, okay, yes, now you've got to resign. Are you kidding? They're not asking to resign today because... The AOCs and the others have now jumped on this bandwagon asking him to resign. They're not asking to resign because they think he did anything wrong. The only reason why they're asking to resign is because they think that now you combine the two issues and people are mad and done with him. So now they're saying it's politically expedient for me to come out and join and jump on the bandwagon. They don't care about the women that are are his alleged victims. And they, they care as little about them as they do about the thousands of actual human beings that died. And they, none of them said he should resign then.
Spare me the fake outrage from, from on both these issues from you guys. On the left, now coming out, well, now we've got to, we, we really have to, you know, he's got to resign now. What? People died and he covered it up. And you guys didn't say anything. And you hadn't been saying anything about any of these women until today when finally the data was showing, the polling was showing, okay, now it's safe to come out against Cuomo. You didn't have the guts to stand up to him when human beings died, and you didn't have the guts to stand up to him when the first, second, third, fourth, fifth woman came out. To quote Joe Biden, come on, man. To quote Joe Biden, these are unprecedented times, aren't they? I had some comments that popped up on my parlor feed a moment ago, and it said, Ben, I, I found a note from myself from one year ago. It says, I don't know what to do. Schools will be closed for two weeks. These are unprecedented times. I'm thankful for this step, but I feel it's dramatic now. But when it feels appropriate, it's too late. You could apply those comments to everything going on at this moment in time. You got a president of the United States of America telling me that I may get to be rewarded with a little bit of my a crumb of freedom if I do what he tells me to do and get the vaccine. And then after I get the vaccine, he's going to tell me what I can and cannot do in America. And then if I really am good and I get all my friends vaccinated, he'll let me hang out with my family in my own backyard on 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 Independence Day. And I live in a world where you can be a governor of a state where your own party didn't give a care that you killed thousands of nursing home patients and profited while doing it like Cuomo and then didn't care about any of the women accusing you of all the things they're accusing you of today. But then when the poll says it's changing, you all jump on the bandwagon. None of these Democrats were calling for him to resign when he was making up rules that destroyed people's lives, those that not only died, but also those that lived. All the restaurants that will never reopen, all the hotels that will never reopen, all the people that lost all their, that lost their homes, their belongings because you shut down everything, all the kids whose lives have been destroyed because you shut down the schools and you allowed the unions to sit at home instead of actually educating our children. Yes, these are unprecedented times. But you will start seeing over the weekend the media who has spent no time, CNN has spent no time, MSNBC has spent no time, ABC, NBC, CBS spent no time on Cuomo. They will, mark my words, start covering it this weekend because the polling shows that people now don't like Cuomo. They didn't do it yesterday or the day before, the day before that, and, and now they're taking their marching orders, right, from the politicians. And now that AOC has come out, and now that Schumer has come out, now that others are coming out calling for him to resign, the same people that did not call for him to resign when he actually covered up the killing of thousands of nursing home patients are now acting like they're outraged. Even Pelosi now is getting in on, the, on, on, on this show. These are the same people that didn't even question the president when he referred to Texas and Mississippi as Neanderthals for saying we're going to get back to freedoms in this country. These are the same people that refer to us as Neanderthals because we were tired of living in, with these arbitrary 
ridiculous lockdowns and rules that they have forced us to live under. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson. You can follow me on Telegram on Parlor. Filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong. And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Hope you guys really enjoy your nine cents for every dollar that was wasted in the COVID relief bill. At least you got nine cents back. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Ben Fer- or Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Telegram and on Parlor Ben Ferguson podcast there. Uh, just throw in Ben Ferguson. You can find me. 91% of the COVID relief bill has nothing to do with COVID. 91% of the COVID relief bill. Not directed at dealing with the virus. Did you know that you could have had a check this weekend for like over almost seven grand? Everybody in this country, so like $6,800. Every man, woman, and child. So think about 6800 bucks. You got a family of four. Do the math on that if your kids, because they should have gotten a check as well, right? It's your money. If every American got a check, not a legal immigrant, which they do, they are giving money to in this COVID relief bill. Got all the dollars that they're spending. Every man, woman, and child could have gotten sixty around sixteen hundred bucks. Yet you only got nine cents out of every dollar. Jim Jordan's great guy had this reporter about what was in this bill. Take a listen. One point nine trillion. Uh, what ninety one percent of it is not even directed towards uh, directed towards dealing with the virus. Why don't we just uh, Why don't we just go back to work? Go back to school? Go back to normal? That'd be the best stimulus. Let people go back to work. I mean, I think it's funny they're trying to get the uh, the Democrats put the, the minimum wage increase in in the House side, so they're trying to uh, increase the minimum. How's the minimum wage increase going to help people if, if you don't let people go back to work? So uh, I, I think we're at the point where Americans know, like, look, it's time to get back to normal, uh, not spend another two trillion dollars on a bunch of ridiculous things that aren't directly related to dealing with the virus itself. So you're also... By, by the way, you I we passed this bill so quickly, and all of a sudden it just came about. And why they didn't pass it last year, they didn't want to, Donald Trump to take credit for it. So they said, screw you guys until we're in charge. And then if we get in charge, then we'll give you some money. And we'll lie to you about how much money we're going to give you. Remember, they shortchanged you $600 
over what they told you they were going to give it to you for. Don't forget that. Remember, when they were running for election and they lied to you, don't forget, they lied to you. And they said to you, if you give us what we ask for, right? If, we, if you give us what we tell you need to give us, if you, if you, if you, if you just vote for us, we're going to buy your vote. You're going to buy my vote? Yes, we're going to buy your Hold on. You're going to buy your Yeah, I'm going to buy your vote. How are you going to buy your vote? We're going to give you $2,000. Okay, I'll vote for you, Joe Biden. He's already screwed you out of that. Remember, they said if you vote for us, we'll give you $15 minimum wage. Guess what? Went in the bill there. Screwed you out of that. They also said they were going to give you free health care. Guess what? That didn't happen either. They're going to screw you out of that. You got nine cents back of your own tax dollars for every dollar they just got it from you. <laughs> I'm laughing at you if you voted for Joe Biden. I am. I want, I want to make that clear. I'm laughing in your face. You deserve to be laughed at in your face. You got bamboozled. I didn't. You did. I want, I want to make that very clear. I did not. Okay? I, I'm laughing at you. You got bamboozled. You're the one that got duped. Not me. I knew he was full of crap. You guys got bamboozled. I knew he wasn't going to give you $15 an hour minimum wage. I knew he wasn't going to give you $2,000 either. I knew he was lying to you. Oh, no, but I'm going to vote for him. There's a great Babylon B headline today. It said, Founding Fathers strapped down in graves to prevent further spinning after all, the, all that we've gone through so, so quickly. Yeah, it's, it's a great headline. And these school teachers, I've had enough of the public schools. I have had enough of these unions. I've had enough of these school teachers not doing their jobs. We just gave them like over $100 billion. More on that coming up on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And uh, if you just joined us, we were chatting about clearly our freedoms that are totally under attack by the left. Uh, Not only are our freedoms under attack, but our poor kids 
are, are being left behind because of the public school system, the teachers unions. And now we just wasted one point nine trillion dollars and we gave you nine cents on the dollar of your money back. And I'm supposed to cheer that on. Right. I'm supposed to be excited about this. Supposed to be fired up. That you gave me nine cents of my dollar. And again, you lied. Democrats' COVID stimulus bill erases San Francisco's debt for Speaker Pelosi. That's in the bill, just so you know. It also eliminated New York State's fiscal year budget deficit for Senate leader Chuck Schumer. Let's let's just talk about that for two seconds as well. How is that COVID relief? Because you morons can't actually balance your budget. We bailed you out. And, and think about how unfair this is, depending on where you live. If you're a Neanderthal, for example, you should be really angry right now. How is it that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's states get a bailout with my tax dollars when my state didn't go into the red and we actually made the tough cuts needed? We made the tough decisions. We had a balanced budget. We saw that there were going to be shortfalls with our budget, and we change and adapt to deal with it. You guys didn't, and so now you get more dollars to bail you out? Our tax dollars? Come on, man. I really do. I love using Biden's own words. I do. Sorry. If I use it too often, you should understand and get it. I'm, I'm quoting him. That's what he would say right then. Come on, man. If you you don't understand how bad you got screwed, you are not paying attention to what was just passed. We just bailed out all these cities and states that refused to change and adapt with their budget in the last year. And the other states that did change and did adapt, you just took our money and gave it to the other states that were stupid. Which has nothing, by the way, to do with COVID. A lot of these states were already in trouble. Look at what Governor DeSantis called it insane. He also said it's insane that Biden suggested that we might reinstate COVID restrictions. I'll tell you exactly why they're all in favor of these restrictions, because it's how they control you. It's how they control you. We're giving COVID relief checks, y'all, to legal immigrants. Democrats like to call them undocumented immigrants. Yes, they are going to get COVID relief checks. And then Democrats defend it by saying this. Well, CNN doing the, you know, carrying the water for the liberals. They said, well, hold on a second. It's not true that they're all, this is their fact checking, right? They say, well, it's not all undocumented immigrants are not going to get relief checks. But yes, they even said, yes, some, some of them probably will. A lot of them will. But, hey, while we're screwing you and sending money to San Francisco and New York and New Jersey and all these other places in the COVID bill, taking away money from states that actually balance their budgets, don't worry. At least if you get the vaccine, we'll then give you an update on what you can and cannot do. Because that's what the president said last night. We're going to tell you what you can and cannot do. That's the part you need to understand We've got a list for you. We'll give you guidance on what you can and cannot do once you fully submit to us and get your vaccine. We will issue further guidance 
on what you can and cannot do once fully vaccinated to lessen the confusion, to keep people safe, and encourage more people to get vaccinated. And finally, fifth, and maybe most importantly, I promise I will do everything in my power. I will not relent until we beat this virus. But I need you, the American people. I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, We'll be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. Just submit to your government. Submit to what we tell you to do. And we might let you have your Fourth of July independence. Not how it works. It's not how any of this works. You're not going to come count people in my backyard and I'm going to cook whatever I want to cook and I'm going to serve whatever I want to serve. And you're not you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do on Independence Day. You don't get to do that. You know, people say there's a moment where you say we're going to silence or or, or, excuse me, we're going to fight back. We're going to stop being silenced. I want you to understand what silencing when I say we're not going to be silent anymore when I say we're going to fight back when I say I've hit my limit that means I start getting involved at grassroots level in a new way recalling these scumbags I'm not talking about getting violent I'm talking about literally kicking them out of office I'm talking about literally recalling them for what they're saying and what they're doing we should be doing what the people the good people in California are doing right now we should be recalling a lot of these scumbags We should be forcing them to be on the ballot by themselves. You want to get people out of office? Put in a special election, folks. Get a ballot initiative together. Get get the signatures needed. Recall these people. And then you got a real vote on an actual person. Not down ballot because they win because they're on the list with some other people higher up the ballot. You want to start holding some of these people accountable for what they're doing? for the rights they're taking away from you, then do what they're doing to Gavin Newsom in California. Watch how many of these people lose if they're on the ballot by themselves. Watch how little the people that have been voting for them actually care about them if they're on a ballot by themselves with no one above them to protect them. See how it works out for them. Go to Tony in Bloomfield, New Jersey. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Hi. Yes. Hello. Hi, sir. How are you? Hi, Ben. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. Go ahead with your point. Ben, I'm a teacher, and I come from a different uh, frame of mind. I want to go back to teaching. Um, I am not like 
the mainstream teachers in my district who don't want to go back, and the union has listened to them. Um, in fact, I have been in the school nearly every single day this year. I'm a shop teacher. I cannot teach from my home behind a laptop. I'm teaching from a laptop, but I have to have my lab to work in, and um, the principal has been gracious enough to let two of us, two of us teach in the building. And um, you're right, the teachers do not want to come back. Um, many of them do have health issues, but many of them don't. But they, but even if you have health issues, and and again, if you guys, if you, if any of you listening right now are podcasters, I did a I did a, a, a earlier this week. I met with doctors, and I, I did a deep dive into how safe it is for teachers to teach in schools. It's safer than going to the grocery store. It's safer than going into Walgreens. It's safer than going outside uh, in a large group of quote people. It's safer than going anywhere you can go shopping. Because the kids are not super spreaders. And and we are on par for having as many children die from COVID, 18 and under, as what we have in a normal, the same period of time from the normal flu. And we've never shut down schooling nationwide because of the flu. And, and I would encourage you, go listen to it because it's all data, right? Remember how de- Democrats say over and over again, trust the science, trust the science. Okay, well, then trust the science. The schools is one of the safest places you can be, but you know it because you're one of these school teachers and maybe other people need to hear it from you directly. A lot of these public school teachers, they're just lazy and they just want to get a paycheck doing nothing. They're happy being home. It makes it easy for them. They can fit in house uh, housework. Um, they can oversee their own child's virtual learning and it works for them, and they don't have to travel. Many of them live an hour away, and they like staying home. But they're depriving the kids of, in my case, I teach at high school, many of the kids, their senior experience, the activities they all get involved with, clubs, extracurricular activities, um, depression amongst the kids is growing. Um, not so much in our district, but teen suicide throughout the country has gone up drastically. Um, but more kids, that was part of what I talked about in, in, in the podcast was there are so many health officials that are warning that there are more kids that are going to die this year. School age kids are going to die from suicide than from COVID. Right. And it's just it's a shame. And we could have been in school. When, when are y'all? Or... Let me ask this. When are y'all? What, what is the plan now in your district where you are? I mean, they keep moving the goalposts, you know, and they, they and, and by the way, that we got billions and billions of dollars now that are going to these these public schools that have been holding our kids hostage. And there's still no guarantee that they're going to open back up. And I don't think they're going to open up this year. I think they're going to wait till uh, when I say this school year, maybe in August. Right. Maybe we'll get some of these public schools open in August. But for you guys where you are, is there any real indication that you guys might get back to the, the classroom like anytime soon? Yes. There is a game plan. Um, right now, we're completely virtual, and we have been since March 13th of last year. April 19th of this year, which is a couple of weeks into the fourth marching period, uh, at the high school level, we are going to still have Monday and Friday virtual. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, students will be in the building. But each of those days, you will only have a third of your class. So I will only see students one day a week in person in my shop and that's it 
and there'll be and the others that aren't on that particular like a third of my class Tuesday, a third Wednesday, a third Thursday. Wow. And the others these will be kid, watching. And, and, and these kids are just being left behind. And you know this. Uh, based on data, okay, based on the science, based on the data, most public school kids are a full grade behind private school kids by the time they reach high school. Now you're probably two years behind because all the private school kids have kept going. And they've kept, being, they, they've kept getting a, the same exact quality education they got last year and the year before and the year before that. The, the amount of damage is going to be done to the earning potential, to the learning, to the scholarships, to the, to the um, achievement. The achievement gap is going to be astronomical, and it will have repercussions for decades because every kid got double behind, I would argue, from kindergarten to 12th grade. Uh, yes. Um, and, you know, at this point of the year, kids, see, we go to school from September till the end of June. We're not like in August and get out late May. We go to the end of June. And the kids at this point of the year, some of them start to check out already. But I can tell you right now, a whole lot of students have checked out already. Yeah. A lot that's earlier gonna... than in years past. God bless you, sir. Thanks for at least trying to do something good with these kids. And we appreciate you. Uh, taking taking the time to teach him something in shop. It's important. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in there, the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. he'll be back with you on Monday. All right, get, get your pen and paper ready. I'm going to give you some really quick facts. I got to get into this because I think it's important, and we're talking about the schools real quick. Here are the facts. Okay, this is coming from four of the top infectious disease doctors in America that have actually done the research on how safe it is to go to schools right now. They say in a USA Today article that they penned this week, quote, keeping schools closed or even partially closed based on what we know now is unwarranted, is harming children and has become a human rights issue. Here are the facts. Their words, not mine. First, children, quote, are not at significant risk of poor outcomes from COVID-19. As of Tuesday, 288 children have died from the disease in the United States compared with more than a half a million adults. 
While the death of any child is devastating, these numbers are very similar to the number of children who die from the flu each year. And COVID-19 deaths in children and adolescents are magnitude smaller than deaths from suicide. Did you hear them? Magnitude smaller than deaths from suicides this year. Many of them driven by school closure. Coronavirus in children can cause potentially dangerous complications. Multi-inflammatory syndrome for children, MIS-C. But this is very rare and is nearly all, in nearly all cases, is treatable, the doctors say. Second, they say viral spread is minimal in schools with appropriate safety precautions. Even in communities with a high disease prevalence, significantly higher than the CDC red zone that the CDC suggests middle and high school students be virtual learning if you're in a red zone. One of the authors of this article, Dr. Hogue, led a study of 4,876 grade K-12 students, 654 staff members in Wisconsin school districts last fall. Guess what they found out? COVID-19 test positivity rates only in in the area around the school reached 41.6% in the community during this study, which was a massive number, like the worst ever in this area. Despite the majority of ventilation systems not being replaced in the schools, with 92% of students wearing masks, no mask wearing was happening during recess, and with variable distancing of students, meaning they weren't all six feet apart, there were only seven students, five children, grades K through six, out of the 4,876 kids, and two in grades seven through 12. Out of the 480, fourth, excuse me, 4,876 kids and zero staff contracted the virus in school. These doctors say similar experiences are published from North Carolina, South Carolina, Chicago, and other cities around the country. They're saying we are, it, it is time for politicians to get the message and put these kids back in the classroom. So why are the teachers not doing it? Because they don't care about your kids. These teachers' unions just want to sit at home. I'm out of time. It's an honor to fill in for the great one. Thank you for listening tonight. If you want more of this information, I got it in one of our podcasts this week. You can download my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Mark Levin, be back with you on Monday. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.